BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Note to Self with Peyton Sarton. That's me. I'm Peyton Sarton. I also have my boyfriend, Joe, here. For those of you who are new, you might not know Joe yet, but Joe is here. I've actually, so this this episode and last episode with Kimberly, I didn't, I filmed the intro or record filmed. I recorded the intro with the person in the room. Except for this time, your mic is on, so you can also talk. Well, I don't want to interrupt your magnificent intro, so... Here well, we are. Joe and I are sitting in our apartment. It is Sunday evening. We've had an interesting weekend so far, and I haven't recorded with Joe since November. We did a part one of us moving in together series in November and haven't recorded since, but I kind of wanted to give us some time to live together so we could answer some questions specifically. I feel like December we were getting used to it, but we were traveling a bit. And then January was like a real first month, I feel like. And then February now. Yeah. We had quite a bit of weddings to go to in yeah. December. So a lot of Joe's friends got married um in December. So we went to some weddings in November. I had to miss some of the weddings because they were literally back to back to back to back. Yeah. So, anyways, we're sitting here at Sunday. We've been watching Selling Sunset for a few hours. Well, we finished the Anna Delvey document, or not documentary, but like based on a true story, mm-hmm. Netflix thing. Joe is addicted to Selling Sunset. I initially started Selling Sunset so I could have something to watch while I was working at home because I just usually sit here sometimes in silence or listen to a podcast. And it's nice to have something on the background that you don't have to pay attention to. Like you can kind of jump in anywhere at that sh- in that show and like kind of know what's going on. So I was watching a couple episodes and Joe came home and like got so hooked on it. And now I'm not allowed to watch it without it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> basically, I don't know. I just, it was interesting. It's like we were just in LA. So mm-hmm. obviously them doing real estate in LA and then us both wanting to move back at some point. Yeah. I mean, so. Joe loves Los Angeles. Joe like has been idealizing living in LA for a mm-hmm. long time. He's just never had the opportunity to. So I think you kind of love it because it has like the LA vibe too. Yeah. And I'm like, I'll be a real estate agent. No big deal. I'm learning all the the facts <laughs> and the guidelines. <laughs> all the, what's it called? Jargon? Yes. Yeah. So he's been dreaming up his Los Angeles life. It's, I mean, you you play baseball in Washington, D.C. So I don't really know when you're going to make that jump. Yeah. When, yeah <laughs> just, you know, just in case. But he's getting into all the drama. He'll like pause it and rewind and be like, did you hear what she just said? And like, <laughs> be like, Christine said. You are the queen of air quote watching while you're on your phone. And then that was like, the point of selling sunset for me. I was supposed to, was supposed to do background noise. Yeah. But so, then yeah. When we're, we're watching together. Then I have to like make sure you're paying attention. And sometimes you're not paying attention. <laughs> okay, Mr. Clash of Plans every five seconds. Yeah, but at least I can multitask. <laughs> no, you can't. 
<laughs> Anyways. So Joe has a strong disliking for Christine, as do many of the people in my DMs. After I posted that on my story, people were like, yeah, like, join the club. I think Davina is like the most annoying person on the planet. Just why? All of it. Why? What's going on there? Um, it's almost hard to watch. Actually, whenever you left the room like 15 minutes ago, I it was still playing in here. And there's something that you definitely have to see that I have to. It's all the girls talking about Chriselle's divorce and Davina and Christine being like, well, we don't really know his side of the story. And he was super nice to me that one time after Chriselle asked him not to speak to me at that event. And the other girls like Amanda was like, that's just being a bad husband. <laughs> Those girls are like major league haters, I feel like. They, all they do is hate. Well, all they do else. is share their opinions. And I know that's kind of the show. Like they want, the producers are like egging mm-hmm. that on. Yeah, for sure. But like well, no one gives a fuck what you think about anyone's divorce, Christine. Really not your place. Well, sometimes I'm, I wonder like reality shows, like how much is real drama and how much are they like their producers like look you have to do this i think there's a lot of fake drama and i think that's why a lot of like reality tv stars even on the bachelor and stuff when they like hate each other Mm -hmm. quote unquote in the show they're actually friends in real life but it was like they know it was just like a thing for the show which seems like what's going on but also it's just really annoying to watch why would you say yeah here we are like three and a half seasons like i can't say the show but actually we're watching so (laughs) y'all we've been watching it for hours today also i want to make note that joe is holding a baseball right now (laughs) is that to make you comfortable no it's because it would definitely roll around on the table and you know but like why in your hand as opposed to like not in this direct area with my feet um, I don't know. Just, he just has it next to his well, head I now. I haven't had it with me all day today. And then I just saw it in the bedroom. So I grabbed it. It now could be waiting. Head. It could He's, be waiting in the bed for you. So there probably is a baseball waiting in the bed. There y'all. might be. There's baseballs up here out of nowhere. Like the other day you got up to go to PT. <laughs> he goes and works out in the morning early. He got up to go to PT. I was sleeping a little bit later. I go to make the bed because that's my job in the morning. And I pull back the cur- the covers and there's a baseball <laughs> in under the covers. So it was probably in between us while we were sleeping. I think I was sleeping on top of it. I remember at one point waking up like, what is that? And it was like fully in my ribs. Okay, now it's on his face. He's literally holding it next to his nose. <laughs> it's really your emotional support baseball. She's lying. It's no, lies. it's literally in your hand right now. Okay. Anyways... <laughs> So Joe and I and the baseball are all sitting down tonight to answer some questions from my Instagram stories. And I think some of these questions have to do with moving in together. Some of them have to do with just like general relationship stuff. I wanted to note before this, Joe and I have been dating for a little over a year and a half. So we're not like experts on the longevity of relationships, I wouldn't say. But we were in a long distance relationship for a year and a half of that time, essentially. Yeah. So I feel like we've, we got pretty good at that. And we got through, I mean, starting our relationship as a long distance relationship was, I feel like unique. I feel like a lot of couples fear long distance. And I think that we never even considered fearing that. Like it wasn't really something that crossed my mind. It would be a hard thing, I guess. Well, I have two things. One, it was during quarantine, so I feel like even if you were somewhat in the same city, you'd be like not close distance. Like I have a few friends that were dating, and mm-hmm. it was either like you either go stay with your like brand new girlfriend or like you don't see them based on who they were living with and like their strict rules. 
I mean, yeah, but that was only for a little while and people still saw each other. Well, yeah. I mean, but also couples my, definitely were seeing each other. My second thing, I guess, is like, are there levels to like distance? Because I feel like it's either like you're in a normal relationship or you'd consider it long distance. Yes. Right? So I would say my point, the, the reason I say that that seems unique to me is because the majority of the questions I get when I ask people, hey, ask me and Joe a question, it's always fear of long distance. I would say half the questions right now on the question box are mm -hmm. people genuinely fearing and needing tips for long distance. And most people I talk to, like girls I talk to will be like, yeah, I really like this guy, but he lives in Houston and I live in Dallas. And so like, we just didn't think we could make it work long distance. Yeah. I'm saying for, for me, until these people started asking me these questions, I never even, it never popped in my mind that long distance would be incredibly difficult. I just didn't even think of that. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Anyways, I, I, yeah, I get what you're saying. So that's the perspective that we are coming from. I'm trying to say we've been together mm -hmm. for a little over a year and a half. Not really a feat. People stay together for that long all the time. Mm -hmm. But being long distance for a year and a half with our particular jobs is a specific perspective to come from. And while I don't think we are professionals at relationships, I think we did a good job being long distance. Because I think it is rare that someone is long distance, especially in the long portion of that, that we were across the whole country from each other mm -hmm. with your schedule yeah. playing the six months of you playing and your uh, spring training schedule, the two months of you being mm -hmm. in Florida every year. So I want to note that because I don't want to say that I'm sitting here like I know everything, basically. I think it's just good to put a little disclaimer in front of it. Um, so little... good at long distance, not a, um, unbelievable at relationships yet and the longevity of relationships just because we haven't been together long enough, I don't think, to answer those kinds of questions. Because mm -hmm. um, there were a lot of questions about like, how do you keep the spark alive? And I'm like, we've literally been dating for over a little over a year and a half, I think. The spark is still there pretty naturally. Yeah. I don't know how to answer questions like that, kind of. That's what I was getting at, at explaining that, because I feel like some of these questions, you know, might be like, okay, we already knew that. <laughs> Especially if you've been in a long relationship. We need like a five plus year relationship to ask. You need to talk louder too. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> you just have such a <laughs> you just have such like a low tone voice that it's hard for the mic to pick it up. Can you do my voice again? Low I tone. Can't. <laughs> <laughs> I literally can't. Okay. So let's start with a general question. I feel like this is asked in different ways a number of times. So what is the best thing about living together and what is a pet peeve that you've learned? I would say the best part I think is just like having the opportunity to hang like every day at some point it might not be the same thing every day like same schedule but just like whether it's having a little bit more time in the morning sometimes or like coming home in the afternoon or like when we go get to meet for lunch in the middle of you working just like when things work out mm -hmm. um and it's less so like the schedule during the season where like we have to cram hanging out for like a couple hours you know um at a specific time but I think that's probably my favorite part is like just the loose aspect of being around each other and then like planning for dinner and dates and things like that throughout the week. Yeah. Pet peeve. Mm, probably just like the general tornado mess that is our apartment, <laughs> I would say. I will, you have a lot of stuff, which I will say 
impressive that like a lot of your work stuff is like together and like mm-hmm. obviously like your full disclosure stuff and like all your work things are together but then the occasional like walk into the laundry room or closet and i'm like where is the floor at <laughs> stuff like that i will say we do have we have a pretty spacious one bedroom apartment but mm-hmm. it's not enough for how many packages i get every single day plus i have all my stock of full disclosure in this apartment too so it's just like all the like electronic things obviously like all of the cameras Mm -hmm. camera equipment podcast equipment all the tech random stuff and then like y'all it's packages every single day i was just gonna say that like Like, the amount of packages every day i'm like where is this even coming and these pr packages are huge do you see them like even like the beauty ones like they're these Mm -hmm. massive boxes we're constantly getting rid of stuff. I'm con- I just took a car full of stuff down to uh, a woman's shelter here. And it's still, it's just like mounting <laughs> all over the place. Yeah. Also, I think the fact that we, since we're only here for a few months, we haven't like fully bought into like having stuff here to like organize and things. Yeah. yeah. like I, We could have done a better job. I, I could have done a better job of organizing. But again, we were only, so we moved in. December. You've been here for until since October. Since October. I moved into December and then we move out in mid April, I believe. That's Mm -hmm. when our lease ends. So, like, our furniture is rented here in Dallas. We haven't really committed to this apartment, honestly, which is why I'm okay with like not really delving into the decor and the organization and everything like that. Yeah. Like, our pantry, our kitchen, things are very, like, they're in disarray. Our pantry is just like stuff, stuff <laughs> thrown like in a pile. <laughs> like I know there's bagels in here somewhere. It's a lot. So I do have a lot of stuff. Um, even our closet, it's a pretty nice size. It's a walk-in closet, but like there's just stuff everywhere. And then we're always on trips. So like right now I have two uh, luggage roller things in our room right now that I need to unpack. Also, I have like a whole stack of new clothes just sitting next to Joe on this chair. We're like... <laughs> I literally didn't notice until you said that. We're just like overrun with stuff. But yeah, I think that'll change whenever we, you know, find a larger place. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I have stuff absolutely everywhere. And poor Joe just is like swimming in it. (laughs) I feel like I knew that was going to happen. Yeah. And I didn't know where it was going to go. But like we were, I was saying this earlier, those, what was it? Two months of me being here by myself. I had like pants on one side of the closet and like, (laughs) some suits and like jackets on the other side and it was so much space and then it all shrunk so quickly. I know the closet got really small really fast. Yeah. It's like <laughs> actually they all need to go on that one rack. I was like, ooh, tough. Yikes. Yeah. But it works out. Anyway. Yeah. Well, that's your pet peeve, so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, that. Uh-huh. And I also oh, consider there's the, more. <laughs> the hair that is just like anywhere and everywhere sometimes like i'll be in the car and i'm like is that a spider and it's just a, her hair is like on my ear for some reason <laughs> and she was asleep when i left the house so i'm like where did this come from i don't remember well that's something like but you get really mad about the hairs not even mad you just get like every time he finds a hair on his face it's always like on his face and his hair and his beard he just looks so defeated every They're time just, he finds i one. feel like that's just a boyfriend thing there they arrive in the most random spots at random yeah. times but you act like i have control over that no well no i'm not like mad at you i'm just like frustrated like where <laughs> like it's the middle of the day why did i just now realize there was a full blonde hair in my face 
it's it's like the shock of it and how random it is is really what what bothers me. Wow, embarrassing. Yeah, I know. Like, I'll just actually go. maybe it's not embarrassing because all your friends are like nice. Get some. No, that's usually not. <laughs> <laughs> You're proud of that. It's usually not. A response. I'm marking my territory. Yeah. So for me, I think the best thing about living with Joe is I always have a buddy to do something with if I want one. Would you say a bro? <laughs> Don't nux me right now. One nux. <laughs> Sometimes we joke about being bros, but like sometimes it freaks me out I I, joke about that. correction i joke about it and then she always hates it it makes me like it even more actually yeah, i called you bro first oh yeah and then you laughed i always remember my good jokes because i know you laugh a lot at them and then, so you steal them. <laughs> and then you steal them that's how i know they were good it's because you use them yourself <laughs> anyways bro let's get back to the podcast um my pet peeve the baseball is back out right now, by the way. He's getting uncomfortable, so he has to hold it extra no, tight. I, just, I know this is one of her many pet peeves. The baseball doesn't actually bother me. It's just kind of funny to act bothered by it because it's so ridiculous. Like, why is it everywhere? I don't really get it. And it's kind of cute that this is your emotional support baseball. So it's like fake annoying to me. You know what I mean? It's like fake. Oh, fake annoying. Yeah. Yeah. I have a lot of fake annoying things where I'm like, Ugh. But what is my biggest pet peeve? I didn't even think about this. It sounds like there's really nothing that I do wrong. And I'm trying to, I'm trying ever. to, to <laughs> narrow down my biggest oh. one. <laughs> I think I'm going to put in my uh, suggestion mm -hmm. into the pot. Probably, <laughs> which I feel like you'll agree with. Probably when I would like to use my body pillow in the bed <laughs> and she acts like it's another girl that I'm just like cuddling up next to. I'm just trying to be comfortable and sleep and get some good quality rest in our mm -hmm. purple mattress. But instead, I just, it's a crime to have a body pillow apparently. Yeah, when the body pillow, he, okay, so we've lived here since December and we've November. been dating for over, uh, like I said, a year and a half. And I mm -hmm. would go visit him once a month at the very least, you know, in that time. Never in our entire existence of dating have you had a body pillow that you absolutely needed to have and put it in between us. The only time you've ever done that is when we got in an argument and we were mad at each other. So we were both like, I didn't want to sleep next to you. And now the body pillow is just like there and i'm like no if we are sleeping <laughs> we are touching each other yesterday he put the body pillow between us and i was like absolutely fucking not so i grabbed the other side of it like i was using it on the other side i think that first of all i think this is the first body pillow that i've owned or i've had mm -hmm. in this whole time so i feel like maybe i just didn't have the opportunity to like really get my cuddle on with the pillow. i'm the body pillow yeah, but it's not, you know what it doesn't have though? What? Cold hands or feet. So, <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to warm my feet. And it and doesn't, hands up. because the pillow is such excellent quality, it doesn't mm -hmm. make me super hot mm -hmm. and sweaty, which <laughs> definitely happens sometimes when someone puts the heat on like 74. I don't do that. It's been done. I like to sleep on 69. So, anytime it's on 74 is a 
like mistake. I mean, it's been a, the mistake has been made before, but by who though? You know, real dads aren't touching the thermostat <laughs> like that. All right, let's be real. Real dads keep it high. No. Yes, that they want to save money on the electricity bill. Obviously, you had a different upbringing than all the rest of us. No, but no, 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 my no. dad wanted to keep the house but at when seventy-five. You're, when it's cold and you're cranking the heat, real dads are like, "Yo, better put that sweatshirt on and some sweatpants <laughs> and some socks before you and a blanket." I don't think so. Yeah, but, for okay. sure. Okay, so body pillow. Yeah, I <laughs> Anyways, fucking hate that yeah. thing. I hate it. It's so comfortable though. But you put it in between us. Like, what if we did body pillow you? Small spoon, me, big spoon. Like, that would be more normal than you putting the body pillow in between us. Well, like, the we're thing in a is, divorce. The thing is, the side of the bed that I'm on, for that to work, I would have to sleep on my right arm, which I don't love, love doing. And do you know why you sleep on your specific side of the bed? Why we designed it that way? So that you could sleep and spoon me with your left arm below me. And that was only when we had two pillows, though. Then we added two more. <laughs> Whose fault was that? Yours, bang, because you decided to buy more pillows. You brought that on yourself, okay? No, I didn't. The body pillow is not staying. So every time, y'all, the second I see that his whole body isn't on it, I can slip it out and throw it onto the ground. I do. <laughs> I chunk it across the room. It catches so much air. <laughs> Does it not? <laughs> That's like so she's what so I did strong. last night, yeah. <laughs> like threw it up into the fan. Yeah, spaz out. <laughs> I guess I could, that's a pet peeve for sure. I don't know if it's my biggest one, but you could definitely. <laughs> it definitely gets under her skin, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> All right. I want to add some more context in here too, just in case you're like a new listener. Joe and I met on a dating app. There's actually an episode where we talk more in, in detail about how this happened, but we met shortly after I met in real life and then started dating somewhat quickly after that. Cause we both were like, obviously this is happening. Honestly, easiest relationship I've ever gotten to ever. Just so natural. Then we were dating for a year and a half or so. Joe for the beginning of that was, uh, he plays major league baseball, but for the first little bit we were dating, he took the season off during COVID because everyone just like didn't know what was going to happen. It was a short season. People were getting injured. So they were given the op- the opportunity to opt out. So we got to spend a lot of time together in the beginning. He was living in Oakland and I was living in LA. So we were relatively close to each other. We spent some time in Oakland and San Francisco and we always just like, those are my favorite visits. I think in the beginning, San Francisco ones were fun. Don't you think? Yeah, I had a lot of fun. It was kind of a different experience. Yeah, I mean, um, the rules, I think, on the West Coast have always been pretty tight. So, yeah. like, we, it was a lot of, you know, we weren't doing things in, like, groups of friends and stuff like that. It actually took us a while for each other to meet, like, all of our friends, yeah. I would say, because it just, because of just, COVID. Like, didn't really work out. But we were just, like, walking around and exploring kind of the city. Yeah, we would get an Airbnb Spent a lot of time walking outside. It's really beautiful out there. Mm-hmm. My favorite trip was when we went to Hippie Hill and just like laid in the grass. You yeah. remember. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. Um, so we did a lot of that. And then uh, the first season I've been through with him was last season. And I, you know, I did the whole like visiting him during spring training when he was in uh, Florida and then also visiting him in DC when he was playing. So I got to see him pitch and, LA actually was the first time I ever saw you pitch. Actually, the spring training well, spring was the training, first time. But spring training is really but good. like in a real game. 
he, they played in LA. Then I got to watch you in New York and I went to a couple games in DC, but mm-hmm. I tried to visit him once a month or so. But of course, during the season, they play almost every single day and they're traveling nonstop. So like I would have to come to him. And even when I was visiting him in DC, he'd be gone for the majority of the day. Like I drop him off at the field and I take the car <laughs> and Joe would just be at the field all day. S- saying a prayer. From the <laughs> <laughs> but for Joe's job, he's a starting pitcher. He only pitches once every five games. So while you had a lot of time spent at the field and like he had to, you have to stay at the games as, as a pitcher too, even if you're not playing, Yeah, um, you do have to sit and dug out and stuff. But um, I feel like, we got a lot of time together, even on days when y'all are playing, because there'd be so many days you weren't playing that you kind of were more, more relaxed and stuff like that too. But anyways, I love DC. So we decided at the end of my lease that we were going to move in together. So we moved here to Dallas just for money purposes, just to be smart with both of our money, because there's no state income tax here in Texas. Very different than California. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Californias are pretty intense. Um, we're going to decide after we live here for a bit if it's worth it, because sometimes the taxes in California are pretty intense, but also life in California is something that both of us really loved. So like, you're like, okay, is it worth it at some point to like pay those taxes to live in a place that you absolutely love? Yeah. Like somewhere you just want to spend time and yeah, both of us know, I would say most of the people we know are in California or like most yeah. of the friends currently ish i think i i just like the weather in california so much it genuinely affects me like not in california in southern california yeah yeah, yeah. you know um we just went back to la last weekend for some super bowl stuff and y'all it was 87 degrees outside not a cloud in the sky los angeles is getting its groove back a little bit i haven't seen it like that since 2019 and it was so fun so both of us were like um (laughs) What now? Were we there for like, <laughs> or at least I was there for like maybe four hours before I was like, mm, this is pretty nice. Coming back. <laughs> and Joe's from the West Coast. I'm from Fort Worth, Texas. Pretty much. That's where I say I'm from at least. And uh, yeah, so we, we decided we're going to move in together after about a year and a half. We just moved in together in December. So um, like I said before, my family's really close in here in Dallas. My family's in Fort Worth still. And then a lot of my friends, a lot of people I know, are in Dallas. So I like Dallas for the purpose that I feel really comfortable here. It's a smaller city. It's definitely more affordable to live here. And obviously Joe and I like kind of going venturing into a more serious part of our relationship than like the fun, like see you once a month kind of thing. It's nice to start here, I think, because it's pretty low key, I think. And it is an easy city city to live in. And we're not spending all of our money. You know what I mean? What do you think about Dallas? I like it so far. I feel like it's um, kind of like what I was expecting in a sense, mm-hmm. at least of like the speed, like you were saying, not like too wild. Yeah. Obviously, we have some times where we're like, go do some fun stuff after dinner or whatever, but uh, it's been pretty good. I feel like the one thing that kind of caught me off guard, like the weather, I wasn't really sure what it was going to be. <laughs> like I knew it was going to be cold. Or cold, I should say, and it was going to be colder than in California. Mm-hmm. And then last year, because of the freeze, I just like assumed it would snow at some point on like a very casual level of like, like I think of snow as like, oh, I'm in Tahoe, it's snowing, and like we're having fun. Mm-hmm. Instead, I'm like spending 10 hours at the airport, like literally can't fly home. I'm like, actually, this is not as fun as I thought it was yeah, going to be. Yeah, when the little freeze, we had a little mini freeze this year. It's nothing like last year, but it you know when texas freezes over essentially i mm-hmm. think other places are 
they can handle it. We just aren't, I think, really used to like things being that cold. I would say growing up here though, it, it would snow like once a year or so, but this whole like icing thing is, mm-hmm. it's a lot. So like everything shuts down, stores are shut down. There's wrecks all over the place. Joe tried to fly home to Oakland couple weekends ago in the middle of this and his entire like every single flight out of the airport got yeah for like two days yeah so he couldn't go home he actually had to cancel that whole trip um (laughs) but yeah otherwise i think it's been pretty fun i'm usually very like laid back i'm not in like a rush Mm -hmm. to make friends i guess like when you move to a new city yeah but also also we're not here for that long it's not like yeah you're it's weird because we're like it's it's home ish because we've decided we want to spend the off seasons here but like you're only here for six months or yeah. five months or whatever it is, six mm-hmm. months. And then you're off to DC again. So it's like, or yeah. then you're off to Florida and then DC. So like, I don't know, especially with his job. So both of our schedules right now, I work from home. Joe wakes up every morning and goes to PT at like what? Nine usually. Yeah. Like eight, between eight and nine. Yeah. So he goes to workouts and PT it's physical therapy. Okay. well it's like like personal training physical therapy yeah i guess it's true uh (laughs) physical therapy and like working out combined and then sometimes some more stuff after that baseball Mm -hmm. related so like i don't know sometimes i'm home at like 1 30 or 2 and then sometimes i'm home at like 4 30 yeah he'll go well he goes to workouts every morning and then he'll go either come home and just like have a day or he'll go to like see a specialist it's in town like you went to go see that Mm -hmm. massage therapist you went to go see just like people helping with getting his body in shape for the season. And then I work from home all day. Usually sometimes I'll go shoe or like grab, you know, lunch with a friend or something like that as well. So mm-hmm. we're kind of on two separate schedules. We come together at the end of the day, but that being said, we're, we're very busy, I would say. So like he's got to get up and work out every single morning. Like we're not necessarily being as social as we probably could be during the week, but yeah. We do, do try to make it a point to like explore a little bit so we can get to know Dallas better, but we won't be here. I mean, Joe's going to leave whenever the season starts when we're not really sure when that, we can get into that in a second, but, um, I'm going to be here until April. So I feel like, I don't know, I'm going to be here long enough to like learn more about Dallas, but I'm not long enough to like feel like this is home yet, you know? But I also think when we have a place that's more permanent, it'll be a little bit different. Agreed. Also... I just feel like generally in comparison to other off seasons, I was just like busier with like the amount of weddings we went to. Cause like, yeah, we went to Josh and Laurel's wedding mm-hmm. literally the first week of the off season. Yeah. And then I think like four more after that. And then like you moved and then I don't know, it just seemed like a lot. And then we, we had your birthday the thing. holidays. Yeah. My birthday. Yeah. We've, we've been gone from Dallas quite a bit. Guess we're um, like, Dallas is kind of cool. And we're like, actually not even in Dallas. <laughs> yeah. All right, so getting into the, you know, when the season's going to start thing uh, and things, this person asks, is it, weird, is it a weird time right now for y'all because the start of the Major League Baseball season is so uncertain? So for those of y'all who don't know baseball, usually Joe would be gone for spring training by now mm-hmm. and be in Florida for a couple of months. Um, and when they're there, they work out every single day. Like, I feel like your spring training schedule is pretty rigorous. Right. It is not the most fun time. Yeah. yeah it's pretty just serious. More so because of like how early it starts. Yeah. Um, just because like right now, say I start working out at 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. Or like 
I'm like arriving say at 9 a.m. But like during spring training, we have like our meeting fully dressed at 9 a.m. or like sometimes 8.30 on the field. So you just like work out before that? Um, you can, some people do, but like you're there. Early. I would say for the most part, like for sure there, like by seven, hopefully. I mean, yeah, during spring training last year, I, I also took his car wherever we are. Just like, <laughs> I need a well, car. Yeah. I drop <laughs> him like, off in the morning. Can't just always be at home. Yeah. So she would, I, I'd be like, Hey, I like really need to be up early tomorrow. Like, sorry. I get up freaking yeah. early and take him to the field. Just like climb into the car with me. But point is he would usually be at spring training right now and they're actually in kind of like a lockout would you say yeah. uh, that's what it's called <laughs> yeah would you say it? they're yeah. they're in a lockout um and that's kind of when the players association and the team owners are like kind of going back and forth on changing things and there's kind of like they're not compromising well i guess um on either side so there's like just a lot going on so they can't start any of the season activities until that's done and there's not really so far an end in sight that you know most of the players know of so they're just kind of sitting around waiting to get the call do you think you'll like get like as like a week's notice or something or like they're gonna be like you need to be here in two days no it'll be like i would i would think like three days mm-hmm. and like maybe they'll say we're close to like an agreement mm-hmm. but i think it'll really just be like Hey, I get a text like, "Hey, we're be here. In we have to be days. there in three days." Yeah, okay. and then everyone's like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, that actually like really struck me today because I was thinking about it. and I was like, "Oh, you could actually get called and then like be gone immediately." Start packing all my stuff. Yeah, I was thinking, and then I'll be here stranded alone. I'm actually going to go visit Florida at some point because I do like, I love it there. Sounds like news to me. Last week she was like, yeah, I think I'm just going to like not come see you at all. No, I'm definitely not going to live there right now because it's yeah. just, there's no, there's no if point. I had no job and I had no responsibilities in terms of like work that I need to do, I would definitely go. I will say like, truly the thing that makes me not want to go is uh, shipping PR and like any kind of shipments from mm, brands. Yeah getting that to another location. Cause I'm already, I'm still getting so much to my LA place and I've changed all, like I've redirected my addresses. Mm-hmm. I've emailed every PR firm. I've DM people and people keep sending me <laughs> freaking packages yeah. and they're somehow still arriving my old place. So I can't imagine like having done all of that for the Dallas place. And then four months later being like, okay, now for the next two months, I'm going to be here. And then for the next two months or for the next six months after that, like it's just so much moving. Mm-hmm which I'd be so down if that weren't an issue. It's not weird. That's like the one thing that's holding me back. I'm so stressed about the shipping. <laughs> that's literally why. Also, I don't really like the houses in West Palm, like the one you got last year. How would I ever shoot there? Like I couldn't. The, the house you got last year, y'all, y'all, <laughs> might, see my face y'all, right might, <laughs> y'all might ever remember this if you've watched my YouTube videos. This was definitely like a bachelor who lived at this home like by himself because there was like the most horrible photos of like anima- animated like sexualized mermaids all over this house. <laughs> I, you know what's funny is like I think it took me multiple days to realize how many mermaid like <laughs> paintings there were where they were like. They're like porn star they were mermaids. like. like True, like a naked mermaid, obviously not wearing clothes. <laughs> but I think it was supposed to, like, obviously it was sexual, but I don't think it was supposed to come off as, like, overly sexual. But there were at least four of them in the house. Like, maybe five or six of them in the house. Yeah, they were supposed to come off. They were supposed to be, like, rocker, like, like cool. biker chick 
mermaids. I was really thrown off. It was weird. It was very Florida. I can say that because I was born in Florida and lived there for like eight years. I will tell you that's almost peak Florida. <laughs> the whole the whole decor of the whole house is pretty Florida to me. So for sure. And that's also another reason I'm like, I don't want to move and like have a gross place to have to be like shooting content and be like super uninspired the whole time. I will say though that West Palm Beach is so nice. And oh, I also don't want to ship my car. That's a lot. It just feels like a lot to do for two months, but I definitely will go visit for probably like a week at a time. It's also really close to Miami, which is fun. But basically, we don't know when the season's going to start. And when it does, it'll be like a scramble to get everything, you know, to get Joe out and out to Florida. And then I'll be here to move us out at whatever time that happens. Because this also means that now the season might be pushed back as well. Mm -hmm. No one really has any answers for the scheduling of the next couple of months. And Joe and I are looking to get a place in DC for the season. And we're like, Hey, when, when do we start the lease? We don't, we have no idea. So very uncertain times, but I will say that I feel like I personally, as the girlfriend of someone who's in uncertain times, I can handle chaos and this kind of stuff. Well, like it stresses me out a bit, but not really like, I know we'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. Like it's going to be fine. I think I'm more stressed about just like day-to-day -day work stuff like and, <laughs> getting, sure, and getting my yeah. taxes done. For sure, That's yeah. like it. But I think one thing that we're really lucky to have is both of us have the funds to kind of make decisions on the fly. And though it sucks to overpay for things sometimes or do short-term leases and like rent furniture and all that stuff, the money gives us a little bit of freedom there. And it takes a little bit of the stress off because at some point you can just be like, okay, well, fuck it. I guess we'll just overpay and get it done. You know what I mean? Because for me, I'm a planner. And in, in the past, especially throughout the beginning and you know through the middle of my 20s, I kind of like to plan things ahead just because you can be a little smarter, be a little more budget friendly. But now that's a big thing. I think that helps a lot with me being able to be like, yeah, I'm so chill. Like It's because some parts of life are a little bit easier now. And it's easier to do that when you have the freedom to. All right. So I have a lot of questions with, of people asking, like I said, um, kind of like how to keep the spark alive. So this person says, has the whole like lust factor changed for either of you since living together? I think that one's actually kind of a different question. I think when we first were visiting each other or when I was visiting him mostly, I think, when, okay. So when we first started dating, you visited me a lot more, mm -hmm. but you, he did that because he knew that during the season I would have to come visit him a lot more. So that was pretty split. But regardless, we saw each other about once a month, maybe sometimes a little bit more if we yeah. could. Yeah. And I think when you're visiting someone for a week out of the month and you haven't seen them in a while and you're, you're in a new relationship, obviously you're like the lustiness is at an all time high. Mm -hmm. I think now the spark is still very much alive, but again, it's only been a little over a year and a half now. Mm -hmm. And, um, but life is different. Like we can't just be... <laughs> having sex all the time everywhere. You know what I mean? Like we both have to wake up in the morning. We have to, we want to sleep as much as possible. And then we have work and like sometimes Joe's stressed, sometimes I'm stressed. Like it's just not realistic, but I would, I would feel like our sex life is similar. Yeah. But like in terms of how, how much it's happening, but it's just like not as condensed anymore. Yeah. I would agree with that. Cause you're kind of, we're kind of just like always available. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it's just always available, huh? It's always on the table. I feel like it's, I feel like it's similar. Yeah, no, I would, I would agree with you on that. 
Yeah, I was going to say something like that you wouldn't have liked. So it's, what is it? I was going to say less Audi action. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, well, now we have, we have a place together. So I would say before, sometimes we would get a little bit creative of where things were going down, but we never had a home together. Also, when I first started dating Joe, you were looking for your first place in Oakland. Mm-hmm. So Joe was living at his parents' house. Yeah. And then I had a roommate, obviously, for the whole year and a half. So, mm-hmm. like, sometimes you had to get a little creative. And now we have a whole apartment and some privacy. <laughs> some privacy. <yeah. laughs> we don't need to be getting wild anymore like that. But it could be fun. Joe's nodding. Okay. So, this one says, You're so independent. I would assume that's directed at Me? myself. Oh. <laughs> You're independent. Do you need to leave the house for alone time often now? I feel like no, because every morning we kind of go our separate ways. And Mm -hmm. then sometimes we'll see each other for lunch. And then usually one of us is gone until like four or five around that time. Also, the more like work I get done and like I'm, you know, actually on getting back on my A game when it comes to work, I feel like I'm doing more social things with my friends. So I'll go to a happy hour or something like that and come home and see Joe after that. And Joe has like his friends now from the gym and everything like that. He's really good friends with his trainer, actually. They're Mm -hmm. besties. (laughs) They're literally best friends. So he'll do stuff with them too. Like we do stuff separately all day and then sometimes in the evening too. So I kind of like it though because I like when we're separate for a while and then we come home and we're like, Mm -hmm. Well, even when I'm home, like, even if I get home later, mm-hmm. then I feel like most of the time if I make dinner, I'm making dinner by myself. Yeah. Usually more so just so that you can keep working and, like, do whatever you need to do. And because you like and cooking then, by yourself. Well, yeah. I mean, it's not that I'm, like, get out of the kitchen, but, like, it's not, <laughs> like, you're, it's not like you're also just sitting here watching TV. Like, you're <laughs> still working and then working into the night. I do work, yeah, really late. And then every once in a while we'll be watching TV like after dinner and you just like do your disappear into the bedroom move mm-hmm. where you, it's like you're alone, still working, but like obviously like alone separate. Yeah. From my- I think we're good at keeping distance. I mean, there's some days where we spend the whole day together like today and this weekend, really, I feel like weekends we spend the most time together, but that's also when we incorporate friends and stuff. I don't mm-hmm. know. I feel like we, we get enough alone time. Like we don't necessarily need to leave so I can be away from you on purpose. It just happens. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Naturally. I'm like, actually, tomorrow I'm going to need some alone time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are there any quirks you've learned about one another's habits living together? Would you like to go first? Living habits. Um, quirks. I would say your quirk is that you are dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> is that a living habit quirk? Yeah, I mean, you're kind of just dramatic about things and it's funny. But that's the way that Joe is, is he's like, he's the youngest child. So he he definitely is the youngest child. And a lot of like, of your personality traits, I would say. Like right now, he's mimicking <laughs> me talking. <laughs> would never um, do that. But you just, you're very, I don't even know. Uh, you have a funny sense of humor and you like to react to things like you're always offended, like immediately in like a funny way, not like in a serious way. And if you do react to something, usually you catch yourself. Like if, if you actually get annoyed with something, you usually catch yourself and you're like, oh, this is a little dramatic. 
I'll be like, Joe, really? <laughs> I feel like, well, there's some things that if something bothers me, kind of like in a, a road rage sense where like something happens <laughs> and like I go through all the emotions in like seven seconds where I'm like angry and then offended. I get, yeah. He's always just like, you're up in arms. It's like, <laughs> it's quickly, like immediately angry, yell really loud, say a joke and then like move on. When he, he says yell really loud, he's not actually like, like screaming. Actually yelling, yeah. yeah, I'm like sarcastically like being loud. Yeah. In my car. So I'm not like, yeah, not really causing a scene. But when you're next to me, you're like, what is happening right now? No, you not even a road rage perspective. I'm talking about in real life. You do that <laughs> all the time. Saying. I meant real life. Yeah. But it's okay. almost like a road rage thing. Yeah, where it's yeah, like yeah. immediate. That's what I was trying yeah. to say. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's very much. It's It's funny because. There's like an instant emotional reaction to things sometimes, but you're also a very rational person. It's just funny. That's why it's funny to watch you like mm -hmm. react to things. Like if the water machine thing isn't working, <laughs> he's like, Dude, oh, yeah, I don't know. And, and then he's, he's like, keep replacing he's these filters and then like they don't work. So I'm like, what did I spend my money on? It's so funny to watch because it's like such, it's almost like a childlike quirk or behavior, but you're mm -hmm. so like you're so large. <laughs> oh, she was calling me fat again. Low See key. what I was talking about. Anytime I say he's big, he's like, oh, God. and then he makes a joke about it. And then she's like, what? I thought guys want to be big. Don't she's like, what if I was like, you're so scrawny and tiny. That's her. That's the thing. Then she goes to the alternative. That's like extreme skinny. Okay, what if I was man. like, you're so normal. You're an average size man. You'd be like, what the fuck? No, no I'm not. Well, then I'd be like, now I know you're purposely lying. <laughs> you love to be offended. Sorry, just adding a little logic in there. A little <laughs> dash of logic. <laughs> so the drama is definitely a quirk. Okay, what's my quirk? Um, I mean, I'm trying to think of like another quirk other than the obvious quirk that you and I both know. What? The fact that she you makes her bed like a true psychopath. <laughs> I do make my bed. We make the bed or I make the bed before we get in it. I'm not even going to say we make the bed because even if I'm helping make the bed and it's not like perfectly done right. Yeah. She'll like literally stiff arm me into the wall. Like <laughs> move. It's not right. And then like I just goes need... from side to side of the bed to make sure it's like perfectly done and then folds and tucks. I know, but explain it. So when I, when he talks about, about it being perfect, what we mean by that and what I mean by that and what Joe means by that is that I like the sheet to be equally centered on the bed. So like it hangs down on both sides the same. And then I like it to be tucked in the side of the mattress. And then on top of that, the comforter to be centered on the bed and like hanging down evenly on both sides. There is something about either the sheet being like wrapped in the comforter a little bit, or like it's the same thing. Like I can't sleep with clothes on because I hate when the clothes are getting wrapped in the sheet and the sheets getting wrapped in the comforter. And I feel like I'm like in a straitjacket. I need to be free. So some, when the sheet is perfect <laughs> and smooth, <laughs> and the comforter oh is perfect God. and smooth, and it's equal on both sides, I'm like, wow, I'm at peace. And yeah, then I can go okay. to sleep. But here's the thing. There's a difference between like being annoyed when it's not right and last night you going, I literally will not fall asleep. No, I won't I fall asleep. If I'll I think about it. Fix the sheet. I'm like, we're already fully tucked in the bed. She's like, I, I will not. I go can't. To sleep. Like, like, I literally right. can't. It's like a mental problem that I have. <laughs> like, it's not, I'm not saying this is something I want to do, but like my, I physically, my anxiety is so intense if it's not perfect on both sides. Mm -hmm. 
But then there's the weird thing of like, I could have clothes all over the ground in the closet. And like, that stresses me out a little bit, but at least I can close the door and like not even think about it. I'm laying under these sheets. Like I'm touching them. I'm like, I can't stop thinking about this. I have to fix it. It's almost like to the thing that I do where if there's clothes all over the ground, like right now I have a rolling like suitcase on the ground in our room. If the suitcase is open and the clothes are like spilling out, I'm going to throw up. But if the suitcase is there and all the clothes are stuffed in it and the suitcase is closed, then I'm like, that'll do. He's <laughs> <laughs> literally sweeping it under the rug. For later. Exactly. It's like when you're a little kid and you make your, you, you do your room and you hide everything. So as you can tell, that's an obvious quirk. <laughs> I don't know if there's anything that comes remotely close to that. I think that's a, that's a good answer. Um, yeah. I was just thinking, I, I think I saw you drive like from the third person for the first time the other day when I was following you around in the car. Uh-huh. And I was like truly scared. Like <laughs> I wasn't in the car, so it wasn't like I was scared for my own health, but I was like watching her drive and I was like, oh my God, she's a madman. <laughs> like, the amount of lane changes and okay, just like here hitting I the will, brake. I will say off of our exit here, we live in downtown Dallas. So when you get off of or onto the highway, usually we're exiting in the first exit and it's like a seven lane highway. So you have to get from one side of the highway all the all the way over and like what is that a fourth of a mile like it was like so a yeah. small distance yeah. and there's traffic so you have to do it like you you got to get over or you're gonna miss it you're gonna have to pass the exit it's gonna take forever so Los Angeles taught me how to really be on my A game when it came to driving and I haven't been in a wreck in knock on wood um, six years <laughs> yeah, totally <laughs> in six years and actually the last wreck wasn't my fault. So, <laughs> I know what I'm doing. Okay, anyways. <laughs> that is funny. You never see me drive. Like, he was he was following behind me. Yeah. I almost, like, stopped paying attention to, like, what I was doing because I was watching you, like, please don't hit that car. Like, Were you a little bit proud, though, that I wasn't driving like a grandma? Because Joe likes to drive 90 um, miles an hour. It was, like, a 50-50 on, like, yeah, she likes to drive fast. But also, like, <laughs> if I saw her driving and I didn't know her, I'd be like, you cannot drive. <laughs> you literally get out of the way. Or can I drive? Because I'm passing everyone and I'm know. getting where I need to go. I don't know. I was concerned. See, if it was a guy least. driving like that, you'd be like, wow, yeah, Fast and the Furious. No. But if it's me, you're like, it's a dumb girl. Which, no. by the way, girls getting less wrecks, wrecks than men. So the statistics say it all, buddy. Does it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. But you like how I fact checked that? Does it? <laughs> and I said yes. Yeah. And that was the confirmation. Um, okay. What are things you guys have learned from each other since living together? Hmm. I would say, I mean, generally just like communicating, being better at communication. Mm-hmm. And also not just communicating like how I'm feeling, but like listening and not like responding, but like actually trying to listen in a sense. Mm-hmm. We also are working on responding. Like, I think sometimes men don't confirm that they heard you. <laughs> That's another thing we're working on. Because <laughs> like I'll say something and I'll be like looking at him like blank stare. And I'm like, did you hear what I just said? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, like say, yeah, say yeah. okay. <laughs> I just got to roger that every time I hear something. Yes. Yeah. Confirm. Small communication skills that apparently I didn't know I needed to work on. Yeah. Make things run smoother around here. Mm -hmm. 
I've definitely learned like patience. I think I can get ahead of myself and I like to do everything at once. And I like to, I'll work truly until someone stops me. I'll like get things done and do my to do's and be cleaning and organizing and do all these things. And I think with Joe, just him being around, I'm more aware of how much time I spend on the computer and just doing like try to be productive, I guess. So I've learned to kind of like take things a little slower, have a few less things on my to-do list every day or be okay with not actually finishing the to-do list and also making time for like more personal matters, like hanging out with you at the end of the day, being more present when it comes to that. It's just kind of slowed my life down a little bit more. And that's, that's also living in Dallas too, I will say. It's, it's just different. Yeah. But that's what I've learned. What else? I've also learned to like, and you need to work on this too. We both can work on it. Everyone in relationships can work on it. This isn't necessarily directly something that you have taught me, but it's just being around you and experiencing being in a relationship, living together. Mm-hmm. I've realized that like, truly we are supposed to be a team and we're supposed to lead with like, love and understanding and kind of giving each other the benefit of the doubt rather than being defensive or thinking like one is against the other. And I think just being in this experience has made, taught me that. And maybe like, it makes you like soften a little bit, mm-hmm. not be so like on guard or like offended. <laughs> He's looking at me at like side Um, but that also learning to communicate a little softer too, because I feel like I'm very direct when I communicate. So it can come off like stern almost, but I'm just trying to like be as clear as possible. I feel you like know? sometimes you give conflicting tones. Yeah. Like the tone of which you say something doesn't match up how, what you're actually saying. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you're so confused. <laughs> And then you get upset that I'm and like, you're like, how are you not understanding? I'm like, because yeah. your tone does not well, you know, also why parallel with what you're saying. It's because my whole life I have like a really low, like monotone voice and mm. people have not been able to hear me speak for my entire fucking life. So now when I really have something to say, I enunciate so much and I like speak a little bit louder because I'm sick of people asking me what. And then it just comes off as like very stern when I'm really just trying to be like clear. So that's been difficult. Yeah. So good. Because most people like that's been a true thing. Like I have to repeat myself all the time because I usually talk like this Mm -hmm. and it's like, like very low and people are like, what the fuck are you saying? So now when I have something to say, I'm like, and this is how it is. (laughs) So specific. That hasn't happened to me more than when I've lived here. Mm -hmm. Like even not even between you and I, but just like in elevator conversations. Yeah. We're like, you get like two sentences in mm-hmm. and then like I say something and they're like, what? And I'm like, just like, mm. maybe it's like, like a California thing. People just speak kind of lower and, and maybe some, and like, that's probably it. Yeah. People like here are more animated low. maybe. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, y'all need to calm down. Or louder. Yeah. I think. <laughs> yeah. So I've been, I'm traumatized. I hate when people ask me what, if I have to repeat myself, I literally <laughs> hate it. So now I'm so <laughs> And I enunciate everything at this point. So no one ever asked me what again, because I'm so tired <laughs> of saying things twice. I don't understand. Here's the thing. And this is not at all a knock on you or mm-hmm. like any person that does this. Mm-hmm. But it happens with you 
in me, so not you and I. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, I always have music playing, like whether I'm in the car or like I'm working out or on my like just here, I'll like have music playing on my phone. Mm-hmm. I'll be in the closet, music playing from my phone, like moving <laughs> clothes on the hangers, like literally making noise. She says something from like the bedroom, which I guess is like through the bathroom in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. And then I'll like, no, I'm like mentally, I need to go out of the closet <laughs> to say what? Because like I'm doing all these things. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, I could tell you either like frustrated or trying to not get frustrated, mm-hmm. but my mom will do the same thing sometimes. <laughs> my dad will be doing dishes or like, or she'll be doing dishes. Yeah. And she'll say something and he's in the living room and he looks at me like, why does she think I can hear her? And I'm like, I don't know, but like, you better go. You know why? Say what's up. I also think women have radar ears because I can hear probably everything. Can't you like see more colors or something too? We were talking yeah, about that too. Yeah, we day. can. We can see more colors. I think on average. Also, people like, I mean, the whole color blindness thing is only exists in men. I think it's a Y chromosome thing. Mm-hmm. Really? I don't know why I remember that random fact. I think that's true. But we just are a little more aware. More aware. <laughs> I was just going to make a joke and you just basically. <laughs> okay. So that's what we learned from each other. <laughs> Let's see. This is a juicy one. What level of relationship is okay with exes? I don't really think there's like a, a room for relationships with exes. I feel like it's kind of unnecessary. Yeah. Um, also, I wouldn't really like want, I feel like if we broke up, I wouldn't like want to be friends after that kind of thing. Yeah. I think it's just weird. So you feel, you would feel uncomfortable if I was friends with my ex? Yeah. Okay. That's what we're kind of talking about. Like how you'd feel if I had, was had a relationship with oh, my yeah, ex yeah, for the yeah, other yeah. person. Yeah. I feel like it'd be weird for sure. <laughs> Isn't it funny? His mind immediately goes to, well, if you were my ex, I wouldn't want to be friends with you. <laughs> your first thought <laughs> what don't want to be friends yeah no i feel like it'd be weird i, I like, agree i think that if it was an ex from high school like i'm 20 joe and i are both 28 if it was an ex from high school maybe <laughs> still room for a no. but no recent ex no real no real reason for that i mean i do understand there's some situations where your ex is a part of your friend group maybe mm-hmm. but it's so fishy and kind of just weird, I think. Well, I feel like, okay, if it's like in your friend group, that's one thing. But also then if you're like texting one-on-one, because like <laughs> if you saw me texting, like when you, I'm mm-hmm. texting Preston. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm texting your your bestie, Preston. Yeah. His, his, his my trainer. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, oh, ha, ha, ha. But if I was like, oh, I'm texting so-and-so and I'm like snickering, you'd be like, What? I would do the same thing. Like, I mean, what? no shit. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so even if they're in your friend group, I feel like the one-on-one but conversation. What stuff. I was, what I'm getting at is you're missing what I'm getting at completely. I feel like I'm agreeing with you. You are, but you didn't even know what I was saying. I'm talking about if you, it's different if your ex is in the friend group that you hang out with every mm-hmm. weekend. If you have a big group of girls and guys, which I know that's kind of normal for people. Yeah. And they're around. I understand if you're bringing friendly with them, so it doesn't make everything awkward. Yeah. But at, now we're going to your point. We're like, I no, I don't think you should be like, if you're in a relationship, and obviously this has to do with your own relationship. So if both of you are comfortable with this, and this is normal for you, mm-hmm. do your thing. But for me, I would absolutely. I'd feel weird about 
you hanging out with your exes in a social setting and like even with friends around. Yeah. And I would also feel weird about clearly like one-on-one texting and stuff like that with an ex. Yeah. And also, again, to your point, I don't think I would personally want to do that unless it's someone I dated when I was like 18 or something, yeah, no, you know, I agree. has to be, there has to be some, I feel like the one-on-one is like a no-go. Yeah. Yeah. That's just Regardless. not the vibes. Okay. So how does Joe feel about your job and lifestyle? Talking about mine, obviously. <laughs> I feel good about Joe's job. And lifestyle. <gasps> um, I, well, one, obviously I like, I am proud. Mm-hmm. Uh, Are you more proud now that you see more of the back end of it or same level? Back end, like just on the day-to-day work stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I understand more because I see like how much you're working during the day that's not shooting or anything like that like, yeah. on camera. I actually related. haven't really shot that much well since I've been here. Um, yeah, I feel like less. But I think I understand more, but I feel like still even early on, before I really understood like the whole mm-hmm. like between Instagram and and almost like Twitter, TikTok and YouTube and all <laughs> yeah. that stuff. Like I still was like obviously understanding that you're working hard and like it takes a while to grow to the point that you were at when we like were first dating, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I've always thought it was cool. I didn't understand. And like I feel like I didn't understand the magnitude, um, which I've learned more like even last year while you were coming to visit because you'd have to work still like a decent amount. Yeah. And also um, Joe's pretty good at, I mean, I would say in the beginning, I think people don't realize how much effort goes into like, let's say a YouTube video mm-hmm. and you do one a week, right? So you film a lot. It depends on what you're filming, obviously, but if you're doing a week in my life, yeah. that's a lot of filming um, and a lot of planning for filming. I mean, you're living in the moment, but you're also like setting up your camera on a tripod and you're thinking of different shots and stuff. Or if it's a day in my life, even like there was a part of at the beginning of our relationship, I feel like, you know, people can look at social media as more frivolous or it seems like more of a, I could see why it would be kind of annoying to have someone mm-hmm. doing that all the time. But Joe and I did have a, have a conversation where I was like, listen, and I, I laid this out pretty early. I was like, I have to do all these things for your job, like be a person who visits you for eight months out of the year. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and kind of cater to your job and eventually move in with you where you play and be supportive of you. So I expect the same amount of support for my job as well. Mm-hmm. So I would sit and I'd be like, Hey, I'm coming into town. Obviously I'm visiting. I need to film. I try to get smarter about filming. So I'm not, it's not happening all the time. And mm-hmm. I tell them beforehand, but I'm like, I need you to sit down and rate my outfits for, you know, yeah. X, Y, and Z thing. Hey, I need you for 20 minutes to do this. Like mm-hmm. we focus, we can get it done. And I try to be more respectful of his time. But for me, it was huge for me to be like, Hey, you have to respect this as much as I respect your job and support it. And sometimes there's gonna be parts of it that you're not gonna like, but mm-hmm. there's parts of your job that I don't like mm-hmm. too. And then you get all the little perks like going to the Revolve Super Bowl stuff and seeing Drake an inch from your face. Joe doesn't really get to get as much perks as I would like to give him because he's working all the time <laughs> and he's gone all the time. But mm-hmm. I think once things are like obviously more open and stuff, it'll be more fun too. But I've been surprised with how well you've handled it because I know it's a lot like for someone who doesn't share their life on social media very much. I know it's like a lot. Yeah. But you kind of understand. And I do like to be specific. Like with this, I waited, you know, the last time we recorded together was in November. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I'm going to give him some time. (laughs) I'm not going to make him be on the podcast every week. 
Um, and I would definitely planned it out already and gave him some plenty of space for it. And you're getting better too. We're going to make Joe a social media star. Okay, guys? He needs the endorsements. Anyways. <laughs> okay. What are both your love languages? I feel like we've talked about this before. Mine is quality time by far and then acts of service. It's my second one. Mm-hmm. Tell us yours. Do you remember my mine? Physical touch. And... Uh, words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. Those are your top two. I think so. I think so. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. He likes to throw in acts of service for his third one. And he says that he can have three love languages. But every time he says that, I'm like, you get to choose two that are the most important. Don't limit me in my love languages. <laughs> you get to choose two that are the most important. When someone asks you that question, when someone says, what are your love languages? They don't mean rank the five love languages. Maybe they really want to know what's the least important (laughs) in giving gifts, but it's okay. Yeah. Let's see. This girl says, hi, I'm moving in with my boyfriend in two weeks. How do you guys grocery shop and meal prep together? I feel like we usually go to the store together for the most part. Yeah. Like once a week we'll go to the store together. There's, There's been one time where we each went to the store separately and got stuff i mean sometimes we just like go for if you want something specifically but yeah i would say like once a week it's like yeah either like sunday or monday or something we'll like go and just because i feel like sometimes i'll plan on going then i'll text you and then you'll just be like let's go so we can like yeah get stuff make sure we get everything also it's kind of fun i feel like to like go through the store together like i didn't know that until today because i was like asking him we were kind of reviewing some of these questions, thinking about what they, you know, what good ones would be. We haven't really, ta- we didn't talk about them before, but I was kind of like, hey, do you want to answer this question? Stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, and I, I think that the question was like, what's something that you unique that you guys like to do together? And Joe was like, I think the grocery store. <laughs> I was like, what? I didn't know you liked that so much. I, just, I don't know. I have fun doing like the normal tasks mm-hmm. in like your daily life that seem annoying probably for a lot of people. But I just like, I don't know, I just like find a way to have fun. And then when we go together, we'll like, because then we can plan on a meal if you want to, if you see something that you like or like, you know, you want to try something yeah. new. And then I always give her a hard time for buying her fake healthy candies and things like that. <laughs> These <laughs> um, are your favorite moments of our relationship. <laughs> and what else? I don't know. It's just like I have a good time. Also, she's just Miss Popular here. So we always run into someone or she'll see someone that's like, she went to middle school with my little sister like 15 <laughs> years ago. I'm like, this is like the weirdest scenario. Yeah, I see a lot of people I know here in Dallas. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just think it's fun and have a good time doing it. And then we can just like try doing new things. Yes. You know? So yeah, we grocery shop together. Usually like if he goes by himself, sometimes he'll pay. If I go by myself, sometimes I'll pay. But usually if we're together, I'll just like, I'll, you'll pay and I Venmo you or something like that. Mm-hmm. So Joe isn't putting the whole bill. <laughs> I got that question a lot too. And then uh, meal prepping. Joe, actually, I tried to jump in the kitchen with you the other day and you were like, go over there. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Sometimes she does want to help. Mm-hmm. And there's times where I'm like, just go work. Like, I know you have work to do. So like, don't bother trying to help me. Mm-hmm. And then there are times where I'm like, no, like, 
literally leave me alone. I'm like, <laughs> like has the knife I'm like, vi- yeah, like the, the big knife. I'm like vibing he has in, in the kitchen. He um, had headphones in and he's yeah. like really vibing, making, he said he can get creative in the kitchen. So I'm like, leave me alone. I'm going to like razzle dazzle some <laughs> stuff together. Yeah. And then I'll plate the, the dinner all nice. You do like to do that. Yeah. I don't know. I like, I like cooking. I might not be like a chef. Yeah. I mean, so you like speak, cooking, but, and you also don't follow a, recipes which is impressive well i think that limits me obviously to like yeah i'm not learning anything yeah (laughs) Yeah, i'm just like i'll figure it out and like i learned what i like or like what i can do also joe cooks with a ton of butter and stuff which just makes everything really good but you do little things too like today i was sitting down i was like feeling tired on the couch and you made me like a little bowl of fruit and some water you're good at stuff like that water y'all i can do water i'm I'm talking about like being thoughtful (laughs) you saw that i didn't have any water all day and you went over there and got me what i needed even though i didn't want to get up myself you couldn't get up all right so we'll do a couple more who is the messiest obviously me i will say I am weird messy. So there's some things I'm okay with. I think the thing about having my stuff everywhere is one of those things that I just had to get used to. So now I'm so used to it that I'm like defeated. Like it's going to be fine. As long as it's like a organized mess, we're going to be okay. The one thing I can't do is like, especially like in the bathroom or something is like grime. So I'm definitely like a, I'm always wiping down the mirror and the sinks. And like, if there's any like gross, like, after you shave and your hair is in the sink, I'm like, I ha- I can't even look at it. I can't do that. Wiping the toilet off. Like, I just hate when things are grimy, though I could have clothes everywhere. You know? So, yeah, she is the messier <laughs> one. <laughs> I will agree with that for sure. Um, so this question said, did you care about baseball before dating Joe? No, I actually for years told everyone that I would never, ever, ever in my life date a baseball player because I knew – some through my parents, like, um, they used to kind of work in baseball. And then my sister's husband, uh, played baseball in the minor leagues as well. My little brother actually plays baseball right now. So, and my sister played softball and we were just around that world so much. And I'd been around baseball players in college and stuff too. And I was like, I literally hate these people. (laughs) I don't, hate's a strong word, but I also was like, I just don't want to be around them ever. Like jokes on you. I had so many opinions about baseball players which i actually think are very true in the general sense but it's just funny that you know my whole family thought it was funny too that i was like ew baseball players never and then i met joe and i was like um i met someone (laughs) he's a baseball player they're like i'm like i don't even want to say this out loud to someone right now it's so embarrassing not that baseball players are embarrassing but it's embarrassing for me for so many years to be like never Mm -hmm. and then it happened so no I didn't know about it. Like I knew, you know, generally what's going on. I understand the rules of the game and stuff because I've been around it so much. And also I played softball in high school (laughs) for a few years. (laughs) Um, So I've been, I understand the rules of that, which are similar. They're not the same, obviously, but similar idea. All right. This is a good one. How do you support or encourage one another when one of you needs a boost? So I'm going to say one, the biggest thing that we've done for this is clearly communicate what we each need when we're feeling a certain type of way. So like, let's say Joe had a bad game. 
at first me, my natural thing is to be like, Hey, like, how are you feeling? Like, do you want to talk about it? And Joe wants space. So, but he had to like communicate that to me for me to know. So the best way to do this is communicate what each, <laughs> what each person wants. Right. Yeah. So for Joe, I think he, whenever he's having a bad day or a bad time, he needs space to like work it out in his own head. Mm-hmm. And then I'll say, usually I'm there to be just like loving and gentle when he needs it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I've never been one for like, to like wants the pat on the back, the like, even like the metaphorical mm-hmm. pat on the back. But words of affirmation are your, that's what your second no, love language. That's like, you don't need to be consoled in the moment. I think you yeah. need time to process mm-hmm. on your own. But because sure. then once you take your time, then you're totally fine. Yeah. But I will say, leaning on love languages is a good thing when the time is right. Mm-hmm. And then communicating to each other what we need is a good one. Like I said, Joe needs space. I, like if I'm having a bad day, I have a tendency to want to talk about things. But overall, I've realized myself, I just, if I'm upset or if I need, like, if I'm upset, upset with myself or upset with Joe or my family, whatever it is, I just need a straight jacket hug. Like I need someone to squeeze me really, really tight. Mm-hmm which is kind of counter- counterintuitive to Joe because that's the opposite of what he needs when he's upset. <laughs> so we had to be very clear about communicating that. But I think we, knowing the information about each other, we usually do a pretty good job. Okay. So this question says, how do you think it'll be living together during the season? So I really like DC a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to live there. Joe and I are looking at apartments right now. It's a little bit stressful because it sucks to have such a short-term least because like price jumps up so much but i think overall it'll be a fun adventure because usually you've been alone for the season and now you've got someone who's like a cheerleader living with you all the time and it'll be nice to have like a fun little unique experience together because not everyone gets to have this experience for a really exciting time in your life you know yeah so i think it'll be fun now that I know more about like what he needs when he's playing, it's better to give that or it's better and easier to give that to him. And I will say on, you know, the time he has off before, after games on off days and stuff, you're pretty good at like making me feel like I'm special and I have like a time to do what I want to do with you. Mm-hmm. And I will say like there's times when I feel like on off days he could probably just stand to rest a little bit more, but you usually will figure out how to make me the star of the show (laughs) for that time that I get. Well, I feel like it's so rare that we have a full off day at home because like sometimes we have off days on the road. So like Mm -hmm. if you're at home, it doesn't really. You're uh, also good. Like when we go, let's say, let's go to, we'll go to New York when you're playing in New York, Mm -hmm. you're good at like, if you have a day game, like booking us a nice reservation somewhere for that evening, like balancing the two. So I don't think that's going to be a problem. Um, But I also just think it's kind of cool because we get to be, it's a rare situation where I can have a full-time job and live anywhere, basically. Mm-hmm. Though my job changes everywhere we live. The nature of it a little bit changes. But I get to have a full-time job that's flexible. And while well, you have a full-time job, because a lot of the time, a lot of women who date or are married to baseball players, just because their schedule is so crazy, it's hard for them to have like a full-time mm-hmm. job. Because 
you're usually uprooted and you got to move somewhere and it's kind of hard to find a job like that. So one, I, f I feel like I'm really lucky for that. And you're lucky too, because you don't have to like commit to like, I don't have to be, you know, someone that sits at home and you're mm -hmm. really my life kind of like, I get to have my own life too, which is cool. And then, um, your job and my job are both. So they're just kind of unique paths. Mm -hmm. We both get to watch the other person do that for a really exciting time in both of our lives. Mm -hmm. So I'm pretty excited for that. And I think we can do it and support each other properly. Um, okay, so the last question kind of comes back around to um, long distance. And this specifically has to do with baseball. So I thought it was interesting. This girl says, any advice for a long distance baseball relationship? I'm prepping for my first baseball season with my boyfriend. Um, I would say for me, coming from my perspective, I think the things that make our relationship work and what did make them work through a season, long distance, is I'm really independent. So I knew how much time you're spending doing what you're doing. And I didn't expect more of you than you could deliver. Like, I already know you're, you're like, the game has a lot of physical needs and a lot of takes a lot of, you know, mm -hmm. mental stress, sometimes emotional stress as well. So like I can't, while I am treated fairly and you always go to your way to treat me really well, I can't over expect you to be putting me first all the time. Cause mm -hmm. I understand your job comes first in a lot of different, in a lot of ways, which I understand cause my job comes first <laughs> for me. So I think it's helpful to be an independent person in general. Um, what else? Being flexible is yeah it was schedule and with obviously expectations and stuff like that too kind of yeah kind of to tie in with the previous question i think i was just going to say uh well the previous question and the beginning of your answer i was just going to say like obviously communicating between mm -hmm. both parties but also like being realistic in the sense of like how you're saying uh understanding you know whoever wherever he is, I guess, playing mm -hmm. like the stresses and things that come with the schedule, but also like him, uh, being realistic and like when you do go visit to like, make sure to make the time to like do things like you were saying yeah. with the off day, like, even though maybe resting sounds ideal, I'm like, okay, well, this is the one full day for yeah. us to like do stuff. Like when we did that day date, we went to the museum and we did like breakfast mm -hmm. and dinner and all that stuff. Yeah, I had him. I actually did a vlog about this, but I had I forced Joe to prep to uh, schedule or plan a surprise date for me for, for a YouTube video, and he did it. He planned the whole day, like literally all day date. So stuff like that, going out of his way, you know, to make things happen because I he is aware that he can't be focusing on me every single day. Mm -hmm. Which I would never even want. That's just who I am as a person, and I want to be clear. Like it's not that I'm. I'm going to be like, okay, well, he's allowed to treat me like shit, you know, all these other days. He doesn't treat me like shit either. It's just that I understand he's going to have things going on in his day that are really important to him. And I have to be supportive because it's just, again, a very unique path that mm -hmm. takes over your entire life. It's not a nine to five. It doesn't work like that. So, and he's been doing this. When did you start playing baseball? You were like 10 or something. Oh, like playing at all? I was yeah. Like five. He's been working five. since he was five for this. Literally five years old. 
So like, I can't jump in and be like, well, actually, yeah. <laughs> now I need to be the center of your world. Yeah. <laughs> the no. thing about that is. I think that comes later. I think also when you're, you know, when you get married and stuff like that, mm -hmm. that's when you start making decisions for your family. Yeah. But right now, just dating, I understand like he's been working for this longer than I've known him, you know, by a, a long time. So mm -hmm. I think that's important. I think also on his end, we were just talking about this with how much people talk about athletes cheating. I, my personal stance is that all men will cheat in general. Like it doesn't, you, it's not that only athletes cheat. It's that men cheat. Athletes just have a lot of accessibility. Mm -hmm. So for me, I was telling Joe, I was like, cause we were talking about the specific question a little bit earlier when we were screening. And I was like, I think a big thing for guys to do, especially if they're athletes is to not is to go out of their way to be like overtly loyal. So let's say you're playing a game or you're you're doing something, you're out, you know, you're in a city and you're out or something like that. Make it a point on his end to to call at night and to do stuff like that. Because for me, the cheating thing with athletes is such a it's a stigma, but it's also real sometimes. Mm. So like for me, I I like when someone goes out of their way to like show me loyalty. At the end of the day, I wouldn't be dating someone that I thought was cheating on me. But it's also nice from you know, the athletes end to put in the legwork there and be like, I'm going to be, you know, very obvious about how loyal I'm being. I think mm -hmm. that's important. So, I mean, we kind of got off a tangent on that one, but we are going to end there. Do you have any other updates for the people, Joe? Nothing that comes to mind. Going to Brooks's baseball game on Tuesday. Yeah, we will have well, already gone. I guess we will have already gone. Yeah, when you hear this, we've already gone to Brooks's baseball game. But my little brother is going through his kind of baseball recruitment thing right now. And Joe is the number one fan. <laughs> he wants to go to the camps. He wants to watch the game. So we're actually going to go back to Fort Worth on Tuesday, which will be two days before okay, we get yeah. this. Yeah, but we're going to go to Brooks's high school game. He he hit his first home run of the season a couple of days ago. So we're excited to see him. Was it the first game of the season? I think Did it was the second that? game of the season. He's killing it right now. Yeah. He's also growing so fast. It's so weird. My little brother is 16 and it's really crazy to see him like sprout like as much as he has. I should have given him protein powder for Christmas, Damon. <laughs> but they're besties. We're going to go do that. So that's a, that's a good life update. All right. Well, if that's all the updates you have for us, Joe. What What are some parting kind words you have for me on my own show? Kind words for you. For me. You know, thank you for having me on your wonderful podcast. Mm -hmm. And I'm happy to bless you with my presence. That wasn't about me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of some very cliche things to say mm -hmm. to sign off. And uh, probably by the time this airs, we'll have watched a few more Selling Sunset episodes. We might be done with season four. How many seasons are there? Four, <laughs> I think. I know. What are you going to do after Selling Sunset's over? There's got to be some other LA reality TV show I can get hooked on. Uh, Real Housewives. No. You Okay, Real Housewives is just as stupid drama as Selling Sunset, whoa, but it's whoa. better. Don't respect, I was going to say. <laughs> don't disrespect Selling Sunset. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I'll find another. I'll find another show to be hooked on. Maybe that's what I'll do. Literally, all you know what you're gonna right? do. You're gonna watch a new show and play Clash, Clash of Clans at the same time. You know what's gonna happen if I do that? You're gonna melt into the couch. I'll have and a great, <laughs> phenomenal weekend. 
<laughs> and before I know it, you'll be coming through that door and I'll be like, oh, is it Sunday already? <laughs> Damn, I was, was we five. picking me up from the airport, actually? No, you'll be walking through that door. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for coming on, Joe. I'm going to put all of his, his social links below and you guys can go Ooh, follow yeah. Joseph. Do it. I'm going to make him post more on Instagram. So there's something for you guys to actually see, but we'll work on that. Okay. I'm, I'm asking you, Joe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all, all right. right I'll, see, I'll talk to you all next week.